0: Welcome to The Last 8% Morning. This is J.P. Palu Fry. It is so great to be with you today. In this episode, the second of our Olympic issue, Do you sometimes struggle with fear and become stuck and feel like you are missing out in your career or in your life experiences because of it? It could be an internal fear of doing something new or novel, or it could be external like letting someone or a group or a team down. Either way, fear can be a big driver of our behavior. In this episode, we look at what does it mean to stare fear down both internal and external and we look at it through the eyes of an athlete especially a gymnast excited to be here I certainly am let's walk walking enjoying this gorgeous day moving as we are able if you're new to the podcast we walk we integrate movement and mindfulness and mental training exercises so that we can be our best when we face our most difficult last eight percent situations so we can manage our emotions and stay and not run when things get hot so great to be with you today so Feeling our feet on the ground. Feeling our belly rise and fall. Letting go of what you were thinking or planning and just arriving in this moment. Use this moment to be present. A big part of this podcast and the whole Last 8% project is building this muscle of mindfulness for many reasons. But a big one is just so we can be more present in the moment. Physical sensations only exist in the present moment, unlike thoughts. So it's one way to anchor ourselves in the moment. So feel your hands and arms as you are walking or moving. Feel your head and neck. And just be present for whatever sensations you feel. Not pushing anything away. Remember, mindfulness is paying attention on purpose, non-judgmentally. So we're just being present for whatever it is that we feel. Not trying to change it, not trying to push it away. And in so doing, we're building a tolerance for being uncomfortable if there's something that's not comfortable. And the more we can do this, again, the more we can stay and not run when things get hot in a conversation, when we need to make a decision, we need when we need to perform or execute a task, So just from your head to your toe, feel your whole body for a moment. What sensations are most intense? Whether pleasant or unpleasant. Whether calm or not calm. Fantastic. And just standing tall, look around, feel grateful. Congratulating yourselves on taking this moment to practice. And the best part is the more we practice, the more we shape our brain, we neuroarchitect our brain. So just feel your body... Feel your belly again. Go to your belly for a moment. Feel the belly rise and fall. Just count to 10. 10 belly breaths if you could. where is your mind did you get to 10 before your mind wandered do not be upset if that was the case so now let's move into our idea of the day and by the way this will be our last episode of the season we will still have episodes coming out every tuesday which we've chosen from our vault and then i will see you again next season And again, uh, remember we have our Last 8% Academy, our hybrid digital live course that is now open to join. It's a six-week course that has app-based micro-learning, learn on your own in five-minute increments, and also live classes and the ability to work with a peer coach, which is proving to be just a fantastic part of the offering. We're getting great feedback on it. Love to have you. Join us. So, I'm not sure, as we go to our idea of the day, I'm not sure if you are a follower of the Olympics, and it's been maybe a bit more difficult because Tokyo is in a different time zone. And of course, we have people who listened all over the world, so maybe you are in the Japan time zone. But there is a story about a gymnast who was competing for her team and country in the Olympics, and they needed her to compete to win a medal. Are you familiar with the story? Well, I'm no, I'm not talking about Simone Biles competing at the Tokyo Games. I'm actually talking about Carrie Strug. You might remember that name, Carrie Strug. She competed for the U.S. in the Atlanta Olympic Games in 1996. Her team was in a nail-biter of a competition, and it came down to the final event, and Strug had sprained her ankle on her first vault. So should she run and do her second vault she did she competed a second vault clinching gold for the US and in so doing became a legend doing that vault injured and winning became synonymous with the athlete ideal of grit and determination and doing everything possible to win for team and country but there's more to the story She actually did not make the decision to complete that second vault. Her coach, the now disgraced Bella Caroli, did. And she actually did not need to vault for the team to win, though it was framed that way. More importantly, my point is, it spoke to the drivers of behavior, which is what I want to focus on today. I'll come back to Kerry Strug in a minute. But we are students of human behavior at the Last 8% Project, whether our course, our hybrid digital live course or this podcast, we're students of human behavior. So we want to understand things with the science of human behavior. And our behavior is a product of two things. The situation we're in, so the social roles, the cultural influences, if there are bystanders present, these are all part of the situation. That's number one, and number two is the person, the individual, like you know, some of the personality characteristics, temperament, habits. So, our pro, our behavior is product of two things: situation and person. So, something called dispositionism is a fancy way. It's a school of thought that holds that our behavior is determined by internal factors again those personality characteristics in contrast situationism is just as it sounds the view that our behavior our actions our decisions are determined by our immediate environment and surroundings what's interesting in the u.s the prevailing culture this is not the same everywhere in the world tends to explain human behavior in a dispositional way what does that mean means that thinking that people are in control of their own behaviors and decisions, and therefore any behavior or decision is due to something internal, such as a person's personality traits or temperament or habits. It's a dispositional way of looking at it. And in this view, we fail to recognize when the behavior of another is due to situational variables. This kind of assumption, this Uh, erroneous uh, assumption is is called the fundamental attribution error, which I'm going to cover in a lot more detail in a later episode. But the point for now that I want you to take away is there's more to a person's behavior and decision-making than what most people realize. That's what I want you to get. There's fear that comes both internally, internal to the person, and externally from the situation they're in. So fear that comes both internally and externally. And as you know, at the Last 8% Project, you know, this is what we're all about. This podcast, our Last 8% Academy, a big focus of what we teach is manning, managing emotions, especially mo- emotions of fear, so we can do what we need to do, face our last 8% situation so that we do not miss out on the career and life and experiences we desire. Because you know, if you're a long-time listener and if you're a human being, fear can stop us it can get in the way of us doing difficult things stand tall look around feel grateful so what do we do when we feel both internal and external fear and they are in opposition What do we do when we feel both internal fear that comes from inside us, the person, and external fear that comes from the situation and they are in opposition? Let's go back to Carrie Strug in the 1996 Olympics. And that fear, which I can imagine, she felt in doing that vault injured. But also the fear that she felt and the pressure she felt of letting the coach or the team down. How did she choose? And remember, she actually didn't choose. Her coach took over and made the decision for her, which is a, a whole other issue. We'll talk about that in a, in a second as well. But let's go to ourselves. How would any of us choose in that situation? What fear would be driving our decision, the internal or the external? because it's not obvious that we just push forward and compete no matter what because we could put ourselves at serious injury that way now not in all situations but certainly if you're a gymnast former gymnast and tv host zerlina maxwell said gymnastics isn't basketball if you're off your game you don't brick you die now For those non-basketball fans, shooting a brick means missing the rim completely with your shot, which can be extremely embarrassing, but that's not what can happen to a gymnast. Of course, a gymnast can seriously injure themselves. And for me, it brings up the situational factors that are sometimes at work in sport and at work, of course, for things like Speaking up to a boss, or to a colleague, or to a teammate. It brings up things like when there are safety issues. And how managers, and in this case, because we're talking sport, how coaches can put people in the position of doing something they are not comfortable with. How, and this is what we saw with Kerry Strug, how an unhealthy culture, where the pressure is so intense that it pushes people to do things that they shouldn't be doing. And honestly, this has been part of gymnastics and many other sports for years and has caused countless trauma, both physical and emotional, on athletes for decades. You know, be tough, do it for the team, suck it up. And most of us, without any awareness, on the outside feed into this narrative, failing to see the situational factors at work. Which of course brings us to Simone Biles. You might not be a big gymnastics fan. I happen to be, uh, and it's mainly because one of my, because of my lovely cousin Jody, who competed. Uh, I became interested in gymnastics, and I mean it's incredible as a sport, of course. But Simone Biles is considered the greatest and most dominant, probably gymnast of all time. She's a combined total of 31 Olympic and World Championship medals, most of them gold. This is nothing short of incredible. But this week in Tokyo, she faced something called the twisties, which is a phenomenon where a gymnast experiences this loss of understanding of where they are at in the air. And remember, they flip in the air several times and twist, and it puts them at high risk of injury when they land. So what should Biles do? Well, she faced this external culture of pressure, no doubt, you know, to be tough, to gut it out, and do it for the team and country. And yet inside, as you know, she had the twisties. She didn't know where she was in the air. What to do? Well, I don't know how she made her decision because I, like you, am on the outside. But I can tell you one thing for sure. In refusing to compete compromised, which is what she chose to do, she chose not to continue, she faced down an even bigger fear than what most of us realize, the external fear that came with the situation. And in so doing, she showed all of us what it means to be a last eight percenter, she did what was far more difficult. She stayed. She didn't run. She faced the public, especially the American public who, not everyone, but certainly enough, judged her quite harshly. Yet she listened to that small, still voice inside of her. And in the process, she set an example for all of us, gymnasts and non-gymnasts alike, That is so powerful. A model of a different way. She showed that we could all stand up to that external pressure and prevail. That's what it means to be a last eight percenter. No matter what fear or pressure you are facing, you can stay and not run. You can have that difficult conversation with your teammate or colleague or teen. You can do the things you think you cannot do even when it runs counter to the culture and the situation you are facing. Simone Biles gave us a lot from this Olympics. Stand tall, look around, feel grateful. Bruce Lee said, I'm not in this world to live up to your expectations And you're not in this world to live up to mine. What a great quote. Now let's go to our three by three. Three mindful breaths right down into the toes, calming this body. And three things that you can feel grateful for without working very hard. I am grateful for all the athletes who have inspired me in a big way, especially the Canadian beach volleyball team, have to say. (laughs) And three things we want to get done today. What are three big rocks that you're going to focus on today that would make it a really good, productive day? fantastic so a couple of important reminders this is last episode of the season as well if you're getting something from this podcast please take a picture of your phone share it on social media get the word out also make sure to leave a review that makes a big difference for our podcast and helping people find us don't forget we have the last eight percent academy we are now accepting registrations we are getting terrific feedback we'd love for you to be part of this, you know, app-based microlearning, social learning, all together. It's very exciting. I will be teaching this next class. There's a bit of a, uh, a bonus because I won't be teaching them uh, forever. And also, listen, tomorrow, we have this podcast coming out a bit early. Um, tomorrow, which is Tuesday, August 3rd, at noon Eastern, we have a Facebook Live and I don't think you want to miss this. I'm going to interview Pete, who faced his own last eight percent situation and he tells us this story and what he did to manage it. and in and in this kind of 30 minute training, you'll learn real tools to deal more effectively with your last eight percent. this comes this this content comes directly from the last eight percent Academy. Very inspiring stuff. You'll enjoy, Peter. please join us. And as we're finishing, again, let's take a mindful breath right down into the toes, calming this body. And looking around, feeling grateful, standing tall. It's been my pleasure, as always, to walk with you this season. I want to finish with a great quote by Rosa Parks. I've learned over the years that when one's mind is made up, this diminishes fear. Knowing what must be done does away with fear. Let me say that one more time. I've learned over the years that when one's mind is made up, this diminishes fear. Knowing what must be done does away with fear. Have a wonderful day and a brilliant summer.